0: There is currently a lot of talk about AI, especially as we've seen uh, LLMs and generative models really take off in the public's eye and just really great ease of use of using natural language prompts. It's seemingly the next big thing, and undoubtedly it will be. However, in the context of blockchains, Web3, AI plays a great role together. Like They kind of work together. And I've even seen some people treat them as um, checks and balances between them. The traditional thought around AI is because it involves so much computation power and so much data that a handful of really big players will just own the space. So at the time I read this article, it was that would be Google, um, um, maybe Microsoft, but now we have OpenAI, and they just have tremendous amount of funding in which they're able to grab compute power, centralized, and then centralize all the data. We're seeing in some ways that that um, approach is also different from those who are in the Web3 and blockchain space where we want things decentralized. In fact, we want to have more and more compute to be decentralized. We want to have sovereign ownership of that data so it's not just scraped independently. And so I think the way these two come together is an important thing for someone who is an innovation leader who's certainly understood the value of AI. I mean, one of the values behind it is, oh, a computer can take the place of a person behind a chatbot. That seems really straightforward to me. And blockchain and Web3 is probably something that people are finding a little bit harder to understand. But I think they do go together. The applications might be a little bit less mm, apparent, but because AI is so hot, I thought it's worth tying those in. Most innovation leaders probably are already looking at What's the role of AI? How do they deal with it? How do they leverage it in their jobs? How do they compete? But one thing that I want to pull back on, and I'll spend more time probably in a subsequent one, is to think about blockchains themselves as these independent networks with objective functions. That is also another form of AI. I mean there's a very controversial piece. I'll probably spend some time dissecting it and sort of making it more accessible, which talks about Bitcoin itself as AI. And if you think about it, it's it's a network that's sort of of computers that has gotten humans to behave and to act, and it's grown itself. It's made itself more secure. Now, it's very different from these LLMs, which are interacting with us, searching, acting as agents, but but I think we don't want to completely separate the idea and see AI as totally separate. These concepts of sort of autonomy... Uh, and computers being able to make decisions on itself and act as intelligent agents is what Bitcoin illustrates and is the potential of the blockchain. I think anybody dealing with AI as we've seen it does need to look at some of these questions around uh, what is the compute, who's paying for it, who's owning it, um, and where does the data come from. So take a look at how Web3 uh, relates to that. So one concept is that with Web3 and the blockchains, you have a form of data sovereignty, meaning who actually owns the data, who, um, who gives access to this data, and perhaps once you have these incentives and payment mechanisms, who actually needs to pay for the use of that data. So we haven't seen it evolve yet. We're seeing examples of the blockchain, which are forming data marketplaces, which um, allow people to either access to data or to run compute on that data without actual access to that data. And once it's in the provence of the blockchain, then some payment can be involved using the token mechanism. So that's core idea number one around if we're seeing AI, then we know that AI needs data, who has access to the data? The second one, which is an idea I've been working on, um, is, well, who owns the compute? So right now, most of the compute is driven by these large centralized organizations. But I've been working um, for the last two years on the concept of a decentralized compute that's an incentivized compute. And so this is taking the idea of, well, it's a presumption that the compute has to be in these large centrally controlled data centers by Google or OpenAI. That, that isn't a foregone conclusion. There are scenarios where that compute can still be accessible for those consumers, the ones running the models but the compute is decentralized. So I work with teams of decentralized node operators who um, in an almost permissionless or completely permissionless fashion are able to then offer up their compute and get paid for that. And that model provides decentralization while also distributing the um, the rent-seeking away from the large players to a more decentralized Environment. Now, there's lots of components that need to be addressed with that, but it's something to think about if you're an innovator and you're thinking about AI is, well, where does this actually run and do I care? And I think that there's a whole open design space that comes out around that. The third one is Modeling. And who runs the models? How did they get trained? We sort of talked about the training sets. And then who actually builds those actual models? And so Web3 blockchain still come into play if we want to be able to assign immutably signatures to those models themselves, meaning the models can be owned. If you want the models to be owned, um, and then that... The blockchain is a way to show ownership of the model itself by creating a hash function around the model. And then down the line, somebody, if they use a model, they fork the model, can show attribution back to that model through the signature. So I actually met some developers who are working on that, and their concept was they wanted the models themselves, the generative models that they were building, to be treated and credited in the final output work. And so they were building a zero-knowledge proof system to be able to demonstrate its proof without revealing what the contents of that model were so that other people could use it, generate the art, and then credit it. And that credit would also allow them to someone to build and innovate upon that model while ensuring um, credit. And I think they were implying some kind of royalty scheme to go back. Uh, to that, because they were trying to treat the generative models as you would an actor or an illustrator in an actual film. And so I think thinking about it in those terms of being able to cryptographically prove ownership, demonstrate ownership and usage on the chain. So there's provenance. And then again, using the chain as a way for payment schemes. And so that's a third area within AI. Uh, where it intersects with the blockchain and they work together harmoniously. Most of those things aren't being discussed openly um, or as broadly, or I haven't been a part of that, but certainly feel that those are some really valuable areas. Now, let's pull back and sort of see why would that be important for us to address. So I've seen some people write about the concept of the AI tech stack, meaning... um, What's the technology that's being run? So we've talked about compute. We talked about chips, talked about models, training sets, and then sort of the applications. So like the chat, chat API or all these SaaS applications that are allowing you to leverage that API across a lot of domains. So very verticalized SaaS in some cases. And where does all the value flow? And it's a really interesting topic. You know, if you can use a foundation model and you can build on top of that, that's really great for you on the end, sort of at the end application. And it really becomes really high value because most of that tech stack has been built out f- for you. And then it becomes really marketing and domain expertise to capture it. And then the question is sort of how defensible is that? Is that data at the top level? Um. We certainly are seeing questions around who captures the value from model builder. And that's why I raised the point of making them composable, um, demonstrating ownership, showing provenance, and then payment schemes. So there might be a way for that gets captured. I, I don't know if that's been completely implemented and used, but we see the pieces there. The third part of value capture we've seen is the compute side. And it's not really a foregone conclusion. Most people presume it's going to be the big players of having their own compute clouds. So it's OpenAI, it's going to be NVIDIA, um, Microsoft, Google maybe Facebook, who knows. All all these guys already sort of have large planet-scale data center environments are going to be like, okay, we're the compute. And then, of course, the chip manufacturers. So, NVIDIA is capturing most of that value right now. And whenever that happens, you'll see competitors. So, the big cloud companies are all going to try to come up with their dedicated chips. And I'm sure we'll probably see some innovation in terms of how we generate these these new chips it might be a new range of fabulous people who come in there might be an an open architecture uh that that steps in uh so I i think seeing how that plays out is going to be super valuable when that's the case to me what is the integration fabric that captures all of those and i think that's where um The blockchain comes in. And we've seen that the blockchain is really great when there's multiple players all building around an ecosystem in the case of Bitcoin. So to sum up on this one, I I really think when thinking about AI... To put it into the context of, well, what can the blockchain do to address some of the assumptions and perhaps even concerns and and fears of AI um, by implementing them on the blockchain where things can be decentralized? If you need to go so far, you can even have certain types of governance policies. Being made available on the DAO. So some people are talking about um, ethical or constitutional AI. Well, what does that mean? How do you know? How do you validate it's been done? Are there certain training sets that you want to ensure diversity? All of those things we can need. We need to start having systems that are provable, inspectable, immutable. And I think we can't escape the blockchain in that role. So if you're listening to this ask questions, um, but it's really designed for if you're an innovator, if, whether it's in marketing or in technology, kind of like thinking about the web three, the tokens, uh, um, and how that impacts the world and the now AI. So if you have questions, uh, reach out, go into the show notes for how to contact me and uh, looking forward to the next episode.